<laughs> You're just getting like a contact drunk. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can tell that that's fortified wine. It looks uh, darker. I had a contact drunk last night. Should yeah. I save it for the podcast? Well, we're recording now, so go ahead. <laughs> no, I um, I went to go see my friend's uh, my friend's show last night. Um, I had a bunch of friends in a production out in Burlington. You want to do a and shameless plug? No, no, no. Well, yeah, I mean, go if you're. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that good. I don't want to plug it. No, no, actually, it was it was really fun. It was like a British vaudevillian style. Okay. Um, so it was it was super fun, and everybody was like really uh, quite good in it. And um, I went um, because my friend Rose got uh, free tickets from our mutual friend Kirsten, but I also hadn't seen my friend Patty who was in it, and he and I got really close last year, so like. Um, it was a big surprise for him and our, my other buddy, Jamie, and I'm just name dropping now, Annie, um, name drop, name drop, but, um, just, just random names that we don't know and have yeah, no contact. Well, if they ever listen, if they ever listen. <laughs> um, but if I ever share it, but, um, we, uh, you, you and could make I, a list that up... like doesn't include your Nana or um, other people that you don't want to know about the podcast. I know, seriously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and um, it was really fun. We sat in the front row and just had a blast. But uh, at the end of the show, everybody was getting drinks, and I, I wasn't going to drink because um, I just didn't want to. But everybody was so drunk by the end that I was like, I found myself acting drunk. And like, <laughs> I was like falling on Mark and I'm um, like, just hugging everybody and everybody was just like touching each other's faces. It was like, you know, another hour would have been an orgy, but, um, <laughs> that's too yeah. bad. That's so uh, are you like, are you like an empath or something? Like you start feeling things when other people nearby mayhaps, are feeling mayhaps. That's your, that's your mutant power is, uh, em- empathy drunkenness. That would em- be the empathy best. inebriation. That would be the best. I'd save so much money all the time. <laughs> I was just going to say, that sounds like a shitty mutant power to have. But. No, and- I've already told you. My my superpower would be being um, the, excuse me, I'd be Captain Minor Inconvenience. Just go around minorly inconveniencing <laughs> everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, since we've been recording for a few minutes already, let's get this motherfucker started. Welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. Welcome back or welcome if this is your Woo! first time. Uh, this is our 30th episode number 33, and we've got our usual crew here. Once again, we've got, uh, obviously Christy. Hey! And, and not so obviously Mark Prime. How's it going, guys? And also probably pretty obviously me, who is Tim. So, hope everybody's doing well. Um, yeah, let's, uh, go into some news here. It's been a relatively busy week. Today marks some really major releases, uh, to start out with, we had, uh, well, let's go with uh, what I think is arguably the larger of the two, the Nintendo Switch and Zelda Breath of the Wild, along with it, uh, both released today. It's going to be great. The day that we're recording this. so Yeah, and I bo- they're both getting really good reviews. Everything I've seen is really strong on both the console itself and on the uh, the game. So Breath of the Wild apparently is like one of the highest rated games in a long time. Yeah, like uh, across the board. Yeah, I've been trying not to read too much on it because I don't really want—I don't want to get spoiled on it. Um, we don't—we didn't get the console or the game today, mainly because we missed all the pre-orders. But uh, we'll be catching them pretty soon once the new 
you know, batch of consoles gets released and we can actually get the master edition of the game for less than like yeah. 400 bucks. It is oh sitting goodness. at uh, 98 on Meta- on Metacritic right now, still. Oh, nice. The actual yeah. Switch? That surprises me. I didn't no, think no, 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 sorry, the, the, game. Game. The, the game. Oh, okay. I was like, what? The Switch can't possibly be that high. No, yeah. everything I've heard of from about like people reviewing the Switch is saying like it feels like it was rushed to market in terms of the software, but like the hardware is solid and it should be okay. But um, I was watching comparison videos this morning because people are like now that everybody's got their hands on Zelda, both on Wii U and on the Switch, like they're mm-hmm. the 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 hard like the hardcore gamers are like put the comparison videos up to show the graphical differences, and it's like negligible the difference between the two. So I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, that immediately made me just go downstairs and like I just I digitally downloaded it um, on my Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. Mark, my Mark was talking to me about it last night, and um, it uh, apparently it's not very good on the Switch yet because the speed is um, it's got a lot of lag. Yeah, there's um, there's apparently a lot of like uh, frame rate issues on the Switch version. But huh. apparently, yeah, it's gorgeous on the Wii U. We ordered the Wii U version. Yeah. Yeah, mine's uh, it. It's taken a little while to download for some reason because the we use they must be getting slammed right now. But oh yeah, um, it's been going for a couple hours. It's about ten point six gig download or something like that on uh, wow. on the Wii U. And for yeah. some reason, my my LAN adapter has stopped working on my Wii U, so I'm having to go by Wi-Fi, which is Ooh. not <laughs> ideal. So. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the, the reviews, I haven't been like hunting down reviews, but the one or two that I've seen, like just sort of, you know, the summaries of, I think it was AV club was saying that like the game sort of really gracefully walks the line between like, uh, was it between like solitude and, uh, engagement? Like you, you do feel like you're kind of like, you know, on your own out in the wilderness sort of thing, but it's not to the extent that it's like boring. Well, that's good, because that's, that's the one criticism I've had for other Zelda games, is that a lot of the time, like, there's always, like, someone relatively close, but whether that relationship is actually meaningful to the game, like, can get kind of frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, like, right now I'm playing Wind Waker, which is probably the game where that argument was made the most. And that's interesting. I such an expansive world, and... I just, just, before we hopped on, like, I just beat Wind Waker. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I like wanted to play Zelda this week uh, because <laughs> Breath of the Wild's coming out, and I was like, I had I've had Wind Waker HD sitting on my Wii U for months, so I was like, well, like I it's part of my shame pile, so I'm just like kind of clearing mm-hmm. games out. So I was like, I may as well blast through it, but clear out that shame pile. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I got the time. Yeah, although it's gonna get backed up again because I'm probably gonna buy Horizon this week too. So it'll be Horizon and Zelda that I'll be uh, looking at next. Mm. Horizon, what's what's that? I feel like I should know a, what that it's, is. It's a new PS4 game, so it's like by um, Guerrilla Games or Guerrilla. I don't know what the studio's called. It's Guerrilla. They used to do um, Killzone, and they That's switched why I don't over. Know about it. Yeah, yeah no, but it's not. It's not. No, it's like an open world RPG. Like it's 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 pretty much like the Sony counterpart to Zelda at this point is what it sounds <laughs> like. So interesting. And they both came out today. Like they both launched today. So Horizon, uh, I think, officially launched. Like you can go buy it on the PlayStation Store now. Um, and it's getting the same kind of like very solid like nines and ten reviews across the board too. So cool. Um, yeah. So what were your Horizon, feelings on? Uh, on Wind Waker HD compared to the original version? 
Well, I got confused because like there's a couple spots where I was like looking at like I I remembered stuff from like the GameCube version where it was mm-hmm. like oh I got to go pick up now I got to go do the Triforce charts and stuff like that and then do all this stupid sailing yeah. and I was like oh wait they only make you do three of those and the rest of them just give you as you're kind of progressing around like you just pick yeah. up the the shards as you go yeah. and I was like that's interesting they they did, they made some edits that made it a little bit more of a smoother playthrough it's still i still did like i lost oh, i want to say like at least a couple hours of progress at one point um because it is uh it doesn't auto save no and i put my controller down and like kind of walked away which i'm used to doing on playstation but it'll just it kind of um like it kind of puts the the game in the background and then shuts it down, but it leaves your progress as is. Like it leaves you active as is. Mm-hmm. So when you log back in, you're exactly where you were when your computer, your machine turned off. But the auto power off on my Wii U kicked in and no. powered no. the game down. So when I went to start it back up, I'm just like thinking like it's like PlayStation or like either the PlayStation <laughs> or the Xbox One, right? They both do the same thing. So I turn the console back on and I'm like, ah, fuck. Like I. Oh I'm missing a whole bunch of charts and stuff like that that I picked up, and I'm now I'm pissed off. So, oh yeah, no, that would have made me like I've done that with Zelda's before, and then I'm just like, fuck it, I quit. Like <laughs> I just did this water temple, and I'm not doing it again. Yeah, the, the water temples and the ice temples are the fucking worst. Thankfully, I didn't lose any like temple kind of stuff. It was just like being on the overworld, like sailing around, getting charts and yeah. heart pieces and stuff like that, like doing. That yeah. kind of stuff. So I lost like two or three hours worth of like forward progress, and yeah, that, that's what, like, the fuck. stuff that I'm on right now. Is I'm doing all that overworldy kind of stuff. I'm like maybe sixty, seventy percent through the actual game. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this seems like a good place to go back and grab all that stuff that I've missed. You know, mm-hmm. uh, coming so far and all the pieces of heart and treasure charts. Did you hundred percent it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I was I, I went in to fight. I was like, I'm going to go do the Ganon fight because I wanted to do it before we recorded. Yep. and like beat it but i was like i have missing one heart piece and it's it's like a full heart piece like a full heart thing huh. and i don't have any segments so i'm like did i just miss one at the end i like got a boss and just walk into the fucking portal because i've <laughs> that done suck. that before. i've done yeah. i have done, i've done that before yeah yeah so i'm thinking i might have done that so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go find go to go through the because there's only like three temples or four temples to go through in that game to like yeah. backtrack and kind of find the boss rooms and do that yeah so i'm like i'll go do that again and see but i'm like how the fuck otherwise i missed four and i'm like i don't think so because i've got all the stuff you pick up off like all the the big treasure stuff off the yeah. the seabed or whatever i've got all of those and i'm like i don't understand what the fuck but it is pretty like it does Did look you? good so did you do all the uh, figurines? No, that's like that's one of those crazy things that I don't I don't really care about that. It doesn't give you anything, so no, it just gives you more like a special figurine of uh, Link and the King of Red Lions. So I'm doing yeah. that this on this playthrough just, for, and that's one of the th- reasons it's taken me so long. Also oh, okay. because I have a job right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping actually that I'm going to finish it up uh, this weekend though. I did uh, that challenge on the GameCube version. Oh, wow. Like I 100%, yeah, so. I 100%, 100% of that on the GameCube version. That was a okay. giant pain in the ass. Yeah, that, exactly. That's a, that's a work of love right there. Yeah, yeah without, well, the, without the Swift sail and having to fucking change the wind direction constantly. and That, that, that was the, in the old version, too. The pictograph box didn't tell you 
it was an okay picture like on the spot yeah. you had to go back oh, and like get approved. yeah basically when i saw that the new game does that i was like okay now i'm actually gonna go ahead and do this you know because yeah, i know no, if i've yeah. taken a picture if it's good or not no i did it back in the day so this time i was like i don't feel oh. like doing this this time so it's like i'm gonna walk away i think no seriously I get that yeah so but i got all the little- items See, to me, Zelda 100% just means, like, I got all the heart containers, so I'm just like, I'm yeah. good. I'm done. Yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, there there are always, like, did you do, like, all the upgrades and stuff as well? All the... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. I feel it's like... Pretty that's, easy that's to, pretty it's pretty easy to find them in that game, especially, because they're all in, like, the pretty obvious fairy. spots. Yeah, they're, like, in houses that are on the ocean that you have to sail past, more or less, to chart the whole ocean. So it's like... Mm. Yeah, if I'm gonna go to, if I'm gonna go get the chart to that island, I'm probably gonna go walk into the fairy's house and like, yeah, do all that weirdness. So yeah, yes, yeah, so I was debating like going back to um, what's the next one, Twilight Princess. Yeah, but I'm like, no, I think I'm just gonna switch over to Breath of the Wild. I'll do that instead. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they run sequentially or anything like that. I haven't actually haven't read yet because. Um, with Hyrule Historia, they put out that like timeline of all the games. I haven't read actually where um, this one takes uh, place. Breath of the Wild is supposed to take place in that timeline. Yeah, I don't know. They haven't. Uh, I'm sure they'll confirm it at some point, but I haven't yeah. seen any. I haven't even seen any speculation. So yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, of Zelda, before we move on to the next thing, uh, one thing I did get, and also speaking of Hyrule Historia, I gave Alicia her. Uh, birthday present a week or so early well a couple weeks early because it came it was the uh uh oh fuck what's the name there's an art book that uh, dark horse just released um that was oh the yeah the art, uh, of Zelda art, art, art and artifacts yeah uh that and sounds it, cool yeah so when there was like they did with hyrule historia there was a special edition version that comes in a slip case that's yeah. uh it's like um a plastic clear slipcase that has the sheath for the uh, master sword printed on it. And the master sword itself is printed on the cover. So as you take the book out of the sheath, it's like the master sword coming out of the sheath. What? That's yeah. so cool. She, uh, she posted a video of her taking it out of the sheath yeah. on Instagram. Actually, yeah. I saw that the other Sounds day. Like, like a gross thing for your penis. <laughs> you said it. We didn't. Yeah, that's 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 what she calls my penis. Actually, the master sword. The master sword. Yeah, unprotected yeah. sex. Are you ready? Are you ready to unsheath the master sword? Ew. <laughs> Make sure you rub your chew jelly all over it first. Oh, gross. Gross. Tim. Gross. Don't ruin Zelda for everybody. <laughs> weird um, so. sex play. <laughs> All right, moving on, since I've now killed that topic. Uh, the other big release for today uh, was uh, Logan released today, and it's getting absolutely fucking phenomenal reviews as well. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah people are saying it's... Yeah, people are saying it's like, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's R-rated, right? And that it's uh, basically, you know, they did a really good job on the second basically R-rated comic book movie. Or at least from the big two. Yeah, before yeah. Deadpool. So, I mean, after Deadpool. Yeah. So. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I'm going to see it tomorrow afternoon. Mark, did you end up seeing it today, or did you end up in a no, Zelda I, bunker? I ended up. No, I uh, I lost my car today. Um, so what? like, my, I took my I took my sister's car in for service, which means she took my car to work. So oh, okay. I was like, I was praying. I was like, come on, guys. You got to get this fucking car done before like 3 o'clock because there was a 3.30 and a 4 o'clock show. And I was like, I'm gonna, I want to go see it before the podcast. And then like 3 o'clock rolled around and I called the dealership like, 
is that fucking car ready? They're like, no. And I was like, oh, god damn it. That goes through with my plan. So I'll probably sneak and see it tomorrow afternoon, maybe. Yeah. Um, or I'll see it Sunday. I'm not really sure yet. When you when you first said I lost my car, I was like, "What? It just like you just fucking yeah. misplaced it." Is there a guy sleeping in the front seat? <laughs> it's a transformer. Yeah, exactly. yeah, there... transformer, and it yeah. got up and walked away. Yeah. Do you have GPS tracking? Can you figure out where it is? Maybe it's only a mile from your house, and there's somebody sleeping in it. It's t- entirely Tricks. possible. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, like I said, we'll probably talk about this more. We might might do the episode on it next week. We'll see what. Uh, what Christie's feeling like, um, but Ooh, the uh, the, er- the early it. box office, yeah, the oh, early yeah. box oh, office yeah. for it apparently it's it's beating X Men Apocalypse and the Wolverine, uh, so wow. I mean, I hope Hugh Jackman not- finally gets an Oscar for his portrayal of Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Patrick Stewart also said that uh, this is like a fitting end to him as Charles Xavier, so this is going to be his last uh, outing as Charles Xavier, which I think is kind of fitting. Oh yeah, no. You know what? There, go out on top. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was really cool that uh, I I noticed today was uh, I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but the release date is three three thir- or three three seventeen, right? If you add those three numbers together, you get twenty three. Oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, twenty three, which is X twenty three. Who's yeah, the twenty three? Who's the little girl? He's she's Project twenty three. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they did that of on the purpose. Weapon X project. So I don't know. Who knows? They probably could. It could have just been happenstance. I knew they were planning a February March release for this because that was kind of the Deadpool slot. Although, yeah, Deadpool hit that beautiful uh, Valentine's Day spot yeah. last year. So. <laughs> that was fantastical. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. The Valentine's Day like ads that they did for it were really good. Yeah. So um, fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so while we're talking about comic book movies, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Oscars last week, but we now have to refer to Suicide Squad as the Oscar-winning Oscar suicides, winning. as the Oscar-winning film Suicide Squad. Oh my god! Yeah, I noticed. I heard that too. Because <laughs> it that won the is... Oscar for hair and makeup, which honestly, regardless of the film's issues, I feel is well deserved. Against the other movies that were up for the year, though? I was kind of disappointed uh, Star Trek Beyond lost that one, Yeah, actually. Like, I thought that kind of deserved it a little bit more, but whatever. They were, yeah. both, they were both really good achievements overall, I would say, but, uh, I mean, I think just I, almost every member of that cast had a significant, uh, you know, makeup or hair or whatever job done, so. Except for Will Smith. Will except Smith for, was Will Smith. Yeah, except for Will Smith. But, I mean, he still had the mask. You know, for the majority yeah. of the movie, but um, and I mean, I guess the eyepiece. It's not really makeup, whatever. though. No, yeah, that's, that's just an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought, just thought that was a fun th- little thing to mention. Uh, besides that, we've gotten a lot of uh, trailers this week. A couple sort of second trailers. Um, one for Alien Covenant, which that was a weird trailer. I didn't. I was not sure what they were doing there like with all the, yeah. the couple talk and stuff i'm like what you, is it like a romance movie well did you watch the gonna kill them? did you watch the because there were two things i guess that released within the last couple weeks there was a new trailer and then there was the prologue yeah um but yeah it's starting to feel a lot like the first alien movie at this point like just in terms yeah. of the overall feel of it um which could be good could be bad uh but yeah I guess they're really just trying to play off, you know, this whole like repopulating a new planet sort of thing. So 
I don't know. The new the alien looked cool. It looked scary, the, I guess. The, neo, the neomorph. The neomorph looked it kind of spidery and gross. So that yeah. was kind of cool. But like other than that, I was just like, meh. I'll see yeah. it eventually, but I don't know if I'm gonna like run out and see it in theaters now. Maybe I will because we keep doing this podcast about that kind <laughs> of stuff. <but laughs> I, I mean, I will because I fucking love the Alien series overall. I was one of the people that genuinely enjoyed Prometheus as well. Um, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I felt it added a lot to mythology and it was interesting. So, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, but I was the same. I wasn't the, I was a lot more excited about the first trailer than I was about the second, but really the first trailer is, I, I probably didn't even need to watch this trailer. Like I was probably going to go out and see it anyways. Yeah. Um, and that's also why I didn't go, I didn't bother watching the second trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy either. Well, yeah, that, I, that I watched. That I watched. <laughs> it was fun. I heard it gave away too much, and at this point, like, I know I'm going to go see it. There's not really much point in me going to, you know, watch well, the second it, trailer. Straight up was just like, oh, look, we're meeting uh, Star-Lord's dad. Yeah. Like, we all knew that was happening, but... Yeah, everybody yeah. knew that was happening. They yeah. still haven't quite announced what Sylvester Stallone's doing in the movie, because apparently he's, like, his name's on the poster. Like, he's in a starring role, so... Hmm, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The other cool trailer I saw this week, uh, well, I, I didn't actually watch it, but I did hear a lot of chatter about it, was for uh, Bright, the Will Smith movie that's like urban fantasy with like uh, orcs, orc, orcs and goblins in like an urban like city setting kind of thing. Oh, I didn't oh, see I'm that. Oh, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. So I saw a lot of chatter about that. Like I said, I haven't uh, actually sat down and watched it yet, but it uh, looks intriguing at the very least. I mean, it... Something that I, a concept I feel like could be done really shit or could be done really well, so we'll see. Yeah, I always like Will Smith. His movies, uh, like they're you know they're going to be good, or at you least you know, I mean? know he's going to be good in them most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But You're then like, there's. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I also I guess I could see that, and there wouldn't yeah. be any. You know, like I'm not going to walk away like what was that piece of shit, but yeah. But then there's also like a bunch of, uh, oh, I guess it's, uh, it must be David Ayers uh, that's directing it. Who's the guy that directed Suicide Squad? Um, oh, wait. Bright is anticipated to debut on Netflix in late Yeah, it's a Netflix Yay! movie. It's a Netflix, Netflix movie. movie. Huh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. I just watched the trailer. It doesn't really tell you much, but. Yeah. Interesting. Um, um, you guys, just speaking of Will Smith, did you see his son's video that came out today with just him, like, reacting dramatically to real truths about the world? I I saw it linked. I, I can't really watch Jaden Smith and take him seriously, though. I know. I, I don't think it's supposed to be taken seriously. <laughs> At least unfortunately, I, I think a lot of his stuff, unfortunately, is. <laughs> like, all the crazy tweets and shit that he's done. I don't pay attention to them very much, to be perfectly honest. But um, I did get a kick out of that because it was just like beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm not a big Jaden Smith guy. Well, what was that movie that he did with with his dad that was just fucking horrible? The Pursuit of Happiness. No, not that. That was that was, was like that was great. Was what are you good. talking the, about? The sci-fi the one. Sci-fi one. Um, oh, I can't remember now. After Earth, maybe. I think it was After Earth. Yeah, that apparently was just absolute shit. Um, yeah, nobody can give uh, Kevin Smith shit for 
doing yoga hosers with his daughter when Kevin Smith's yeah. putting out shit like that. After not, when hey, when uh, yeah when Will Smith's putting out shit like that with his kid. He's been pretty inconsistent the last couple of years, Mr. Will Smith. So yeah, he does weird stuff now. Yeah, I mean whatever. He's getting paid. Who are we to judge? True. Pretty much, he's still <laughs> Will Smith, right? So yeah, yeah, he's still Fresh Prince of Bel Air to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually surprised you're you're old enough to remember that show. What are you even talking about? Fresh Prince was like my bread and butter growing up. Well, it was it was in reruns on TBS probably when she was growing up. Whereas Mark and I actually watched it like on original run. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're not uh, that it, much older than me. But it definitely got a, a real a real second life in syndication. Like I think not that any of us would know cause we're all Canadian, but I think it was one of those ones that sort of took over the Nick at night slots from like the older, like I love Lucy and stuff like that. True. Yeah. And you're like a solid decade younger than we are almost. So I am not. You're 27. Yeah, we're 35. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm 28 in like a few days and we're like 36 this year. Oh, yeah. right. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> time 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 progresses linearly, right? So like we what? No, it doesn't, guys. You, yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No matter like, no matter what every thirty something woman says, they don't actually stay twenty nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um no, it's weird because like Mark's gonna be my mark's gonna be thirty seven. Uh, oh shit, I didn't realize that your mark is older than us. Yep. What, yep, a, yep, fucking, yep. what a fucking cradle robber. I know. <laughs> I think we just gained some insight into uh, Mark and Christie's relationship there. Do, do you call him daddy? Never! Oh, God, no! <laughs> no! Now I kind of want to no! see a picture of Christie's father. Like, I want to know what Christie's father looks like. <laughs> Doesn't look like Mark. <laughs> Not maybe like a less hairy version of Mark? Nope. <laughs> or like maybe what his personality's like? Like not he, even close. Is he super laid back like your Mark is? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> My dad's a good guy, but he's—I would never use the word laid back to describe him. <laughs> he was a pastor. Speaking pastor of pastors, laid back. <laughs> speaking of pastors and uh, father Wait, figures. Sorry. Uh, no, this was um, uh, Bill Paxton passed away, and I always uh, one of the roles I associate him mo- uh, with the most is uh, Big Love. I don't know if you guys watched that, but it was so fucking good. And I he played a uh, a Mormon, yeah, a Mormon on that with with three wives, uh, and that was a show that Alicia and I watched all the way through and was really really well done. Um, but obviously, in the geek realm, he had a lot of uh, iconic roles in stuff street like uh, Aliens and in what? I said street cred. He had street cred. Street cred, yes. Geek like street, geek cred. street cred. Yeah. Uh, and Terminator. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got a weird, like, he's been killed by some of the biggest movie monsters of all time. Like, he's been killed by the <laughs> alien. He's been killed by the Terminator. Yeah. What else has he been killed by? Um... He died in Agents of Shield as well, but I can't remember who killed him yeah. in Agents of Shield. Uh, and he's also in some like older like vampire movies and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, yeah, he was a yeah. sad one to to lose. Yeah, super young. Yeah, it's just kind of nowhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the only other thing that I had, well, 
there was a there was a shit ton of casting news this week for some of the upcoming uh, uh, sort of Marvel TV shows and uh, and stuff like that. But that would probably take me an hour to go through all of those. A couple of the yeah. really big ones were uh, uh, Alexander Siddig, who is on D Space Nine as the Doctor, and uh, also, also Game played, of Thrones. He was also on Game of Thrones. He got cast as Ra's al Ghul on Gotham. Which I think is pretty good That's casting. Awesome. That's actually excellent casting. He'd be great at that. Yeah. Um, and then the other big one was that uh, Amy Acker is going to be on uh, Fox's X Men show. Well, that's weird because so, she was uh, she was already on Agents of Shield, wasn't she? Wasn't she the uh, the cellist or whatever? I don't remember. Coulson? She was. Didn't they? He, that, he might be right. Was Amy Acker? I think she. I think it was Amy Acker, wasn't it? Uh, let's find out. Amy Acker. Yes, she was. No, wait. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. wiki. Yeah, she was. She was the cellist in Phil Coulson's yeah, the cellist. Love Life. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, interesting. So she's, jump- she's jumping ship to Fox. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, still Marvel, just not. Is that because Fox she's Foxy? <laughs> I do I do quite like Amy Acker. She's pretty good. So yeah. Will you um, know that you're a little heartbreaker? Yeah, is that, that Sherry starting to kick in now? I've only had the one tip. <laughs> so yeah, so, the yeah. answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, drunk, yeah, you guys. <laughs> there were a lot of uh casting notes on uh the Upcoming Inhuman series as well. None of them, I would say, are super notable, but it's nice to see those kind of taking shape. Uh, yeah, I'm curious about that show, how that show's going to pan out. Yeah. I feel like even, like, at this point, even I'm reaching, like, comic book show saturation. Like, I'm... Yep. I'm like, I don't know how yeah. many more of these shows I can take on during the week kind of thing, because, like, just with the, the DC shows, or the, yeah, the DC shows and Legion, I'm like... That's every night of the week, pretty much. I have something, like one show to watch. Well, I don't necessarily always sit down and watch them all kind of thing. The week, the CW but. DC shows, because you don't watch Gotham, right? No. Well, that's the other thing. Like, I got to catch up on Gotham, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I there's, there's a lot of TV that's, like, comic book related. I'm just like, this may be a little bit too much at this point. Plus, yeah. you know, like, it's, like, two weeks away from uh, Iron Fist. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean we're we're at like five or six comic book shows a week at right now, and uh, you know it's just be, in the live action well, stuff. Would it be four? And that's four for the DC like CW shows like the Arrowverse, yeah, and then Powerless plus, plus Gotham, and then Gotham oh. and Legion is seven. Oh, I haven't been watching and Powerless. Shield, and then Shield is eight, and if they add in oh, humans, shit. that's nine. And then you, yeah. if you, and then this, if you, this X Men show. That's the Fox X Men show, yeah. And then if you add the Netflix shows, that that's another four shows going on. What about Preacher? Oh, yeah. Does that count? Yeah, Preacher technically yeah. counts when it's I mean, on. So Walking, that's like, Walking Dead counts as Walking a comic Dead. book show as well. So you're 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 fast approaching twenty comic book shows on the air at We're, the same time that are like an that's active. That's insanity. Yeah. yeah. Was it was American Gods a comic book or a novel? No, it's no, just it's a novel. Neil Gaiman. Okay, it's just a novel. But it's Neil Gaiman, so it's still like tangentially related to comics as well and yeah. i think i feel like it will draw a lot of the same audience if they were making like a sandman uh 
comics or TV series, I'd be into it. That's uh, that's in they're in talks somewhere for that too. I think is from what I understood. They have been forever. There was yeah. uh, oh, who was attached to that? Um, well, they were going to do a movie. Five hundred days of summer. They were going to do a movie. Um, Just yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was attached to that for a while. Yeah, and then he walked away from it because basically they weren't going to do it right. And I think it really needs to be either either a miniseries or a series of movies or an act or just TV show it needs to be an HBO show with a big budget. It should yeah. be, yeah. if I were them, uh, that would be my game of Thrones replacement mm-hmm. in terms of like, if you're going to yeah. throw a ton of money at something, yeah, and it's an established well, property. So you know, it ends properly. Like you've got a beginning, middle and end. Like the story's going to flow properly. It's going to require some money to get it made, yeah. but which, which game of Thrones doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones has like- no fucking ending at this point. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, at least it has an end, right? Well, I mean, you said he knows how it ends, right? In theory, he's never. Yeah, he's I'm, I'm the game, I'm sure he's, how it ends. Exactly. I'm sure he's done the treatment. It's like you know, it's like Lucas, right? The treatments are all there. It's just uh, that it's not actually like fully fleshed out and written. Sorry, yeah. Christy, what were you going to say? Oh, that's okay. I just cut um, you off like eight times. That's okay. I'm kind of it. It happens, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? I I feel like with stuff like Neil Gaiman, he's really what? Nothing. Why, Go ahead. Why are you giggling? What are you giggling about? Cause cause you cause you we went to you and then you were like I forget. No, I remembered. That's why I kept going. Um, <laughs> I feel like with Neil Gaiman stuff in particular, uh, if we're talking about Sandman, um, he really specializes in like, um spread out story so like he has the time because like stardust mm-hmm. not the movie was okay but i don't think i like, watched the, the stardust movie it's yet. okay yeah um but like he he gives such like beautiful detail to his storytelling that it's robbing the audience of experience when you rush him mm-hmm well, I've been reading some stuff about uh, the American Gods like series, and they're talking yeah. like they're not like it's they're they're talking like minimum four or five seasons, and like really, really getting, oh, wow. yeah, like it's they're really going to be like expanding the uh, the novel in terms of like content and stuff like that. So I have to finish <laughs> the novel before I watch it. It starts soonish. So. I know I have I've been reading the sh- the novel. I'm about a third of the way through it, but yeah, it's, it's about a, where it's, it's a tough sit. Really? Um, the beginning is oh, like man, you get so the yeah, first I... like two chapters, and you're like, "Whoa, what the shit? This is awesome!" And then it kind of drains a little bit. But that's me. Like I fucking love Neil Gaiman. <laughs> isn't uh, an Nancy Boys a, a, a sequel spinoff for uh, of American Gods as well? It's tangentially oh, related. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is it's related. based on I've one never, of the characters. Yeah, I've never read it though. I gotta. I, I'll probably read it after I read American Gods. So I know that stuff's gonna be lumped in. I think with the show too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it might be a B plot or something. I don't know. I'm. I mean, I think I read that somewhere. I've been reading a lot about it, so I'm not really sure exactly what they're doing. But the yeah. show looks really good. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Absolutely. And machine, I haven't even read American Gods, but I I do like me some gaming. Yeah. Oh, he's like my my favorite author next to uh, Rothfuss and Rowling and a few others. But, so like, not he's in, no, he's in like the top three. Okay. I've read so little of Gaiman's actual work, um, oh. but I, I actually like I followed his blog back in the day when you know he was like one of the sort of 
main nerdy sort of bloggers and i just love the stuff that he had to write like he's such a good advocate for artists and comic book uh writers and artists and stuff like that in general that uh and i mean i do i mean i've generally genuinely enjoyed a couple of his properties like i've read a little bit of sandman that i've really liked um i think i watched the neverwhere tv show oh no listen to the audio listen to the radio play yeah it's got benedict cumberbatch and james mcavoy and natalie dormer um, okay. Also, also, if you want to get into Neil Gaiman, the best way I can describe it, especially if you're driving around a lot, Tim, is listen to him read his anthologies. Holy mm. shit. He is such a brilliant narrator. Oh, my God. He's so... Uh, we got to get to our topic soon, because he's a part of our topic. Sploosh. Uh, like, okay. You should listen to Trigger For- Warning. Trigger Warning <clears throat> yeah. is outstanding. For me, I think probably the first thing that uh, I'll, I'll end up like really getting immersed in with him is uh, Sandman because I've read a, like some of his later Sandman stuff. But I've I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've got single issues of Sandman. I just haven't had a chance to read them yet, and I think they're down with me in Atlanta here. So that will be something that hopefully I can get to sometime soon. But that will also be part of our main topic. <laughs> Sandman is uh, Sandman's really awesome. It took me a while to get into it, but when I finally did, I blazed through it in like a weekend, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, and it spans like really like all like hundred issues or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it spans wow. like four absolute editions or something like that. So I had the yeah. absolute. I think my brother Paul's got the absolute editions, um, and there were some of the things he didn't take with him uh, to Korea because who's going to mm-hmm. carry giant absolute editions? So they were at my parents' <laughs> house, and I. May have co-opted them for a little while so that I could get through them, like read them. Um, True. Paul, don't listen to this part. Yeah, well, he listens to every every episode apparently. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for being a dedicated listen listener, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just be happy I finally read it. So. <laughs> uh, well, the only other bit of news that I had was uh, one that I don't know if it'll be of much interest to you guys i don't think either of you have watched it but uh star wars rebels got renewed for a fourth season which i'm pretty excited about cool and death (laughs) yes and silence but it's been a really good show so far uh it's added a lot to the sort of pre episode four mythology so i've been i've been enjoying it um but yeah so let's uh now now that everybody's super excited about that let's move on to our geek of the week geek of the week <laughs> one day we'll get mark to participate in the sting he'll never participate is... he's a curmudgeon <laughs> but it is not this day <laughs> not today not guys today. i just like to, I like uh, to watch you two make asses of yourselves <laughs> it makes me think of like the gladiator final scene not today. We just got like the Coliseum <laughs> dirt. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first since I've already sort of talked about what uh, my Geek of the Week is, is that I did got to spend a fair amount of time this week um, playing Wind Waker HD because I wasn't traveling for work this week. So uh, I have spent a lot of time getting all the fucking figurines and uh, doing a lot of the overworld like quests and stuff. And I'm at the point now... I've gotten through the Ice and Fire Islands, uh, and I'm at the point where I need to start getting the Triforce pieces. So I'm pretty close to the end at this point. It'll take me maybe an afternoon to get through the rest of it. 
Are you playing it on Wii? Like you're playing the HD version? Yeah, on on okay. our on the Wii U. Yeah, okay. we've actually like got the uh, version of the Wii U that came with Wind Waker HD like preloaded on it, and the gamepad oh, right. has like all the all the Wind Waker like all the uh, Hylian runes and stuff like that etched or not etched onto it, but yeah, all the gold Hylian runes. So yeah, it's been fun and it's been nice to actually have time to you know sit down and actually game for a couple hours here and there. <laughs> I might actually do that since we're recording relatively early. I might actually go down and put some more time in there if I can yep. still play the game accurately after this quart of cocktails that I'm consuming right now. Ah. <laughs> so I like that that's your podcast like go-to now. Yeah. So you just like make a picture of booze. <laughs> Small picture, but yes. <laughs> this is actually left over from our cocktails and cupcakes party on Saturday. It was it not is. particularly well attended, and the people the people that attended were not uh, particularly thirsty. So uh, I, I I just had some leftovers. You know what? It happens and needs to be drank because mom didn't raise no quitters. Actually, that's more my dad's side of the family that taught me not to waste alcohol. Sorry, I'm moving uh, my mic for a second. You were saying your dad what? <laughs> My my dad's uh, father, a uh, very uh, charming man, had a uh, phrase that he imparted on the family that was any time like, somebody spilled alcohol, he'd say, I'd rather see a church burn. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That's terrible. So <laughs> with that, let's, right. uh, let's move on to you, Christy. What was your geek of the week? I am blazing through Dragon Age. Just, like, having yeah. a time with it. It's starting to actually get good, um, but the geekiest thing I did because I'm, uh, I can't believe I'm admitting this online, but I went and watched the romance scenes with the characters I couldn't romance because I picked a character who couldn't romance the guy that I wanted to romance. So I watched like three or four hours of romance scenes for this game I haven't even beaten yet because I'm already mourning the fact that my race can't date or do the guy that I want to do. I can't believe that they actually go through and make like, like the, the gaming is in that state now where they'll go through and they'll actually produce three or four hours of scenes that not all players will see. Like I can see maybe doing like a half hour, an hour or something like that of like alternate scenes, but that's crazy. That would drive yeah. me insane. Oh no, no, no. This is like, I mean, I didn't just watch one. I watched like three or four different romance options that I could not participate in over wow. three or four hours. So it was about an hour, hour and a half of each. See, I'm such a fucking completist that that would drive me fucking insane knowing that I'd played all the way through a game and done everything that I could on that particular playthrough, but still mm-hmm. knowing that there was all this shit that I hadn't experienced that had been designed and you know that was in, in the game that was a part of it. Well, that's one thing Bioware does intentionally, right? Like, they did that with um, Mass Effect as well. So depending on your class or your status as a warrior or a rogue or a mage or... um, uh, Warrior, rogue, mage... Something else. Um, then uh, Cool story, Grandma. Thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> but you, your dialogue is uh, quite different depending on what class you are and your, what your background is. Huh. Like, I mean, it's I guess, still the same, but it's not the same. Yeah, there was, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, there was an old LucasArts games, one of the Indiana Jones games, it was Fate of Atlantis, that had something like that, where you could pick, 
was it wits fist or team uh method ways to play through the game and basically fists was you would just punch your way through uh like puzzles and stuff like that and wits was you actually had to solve the puzzles and team was it was teamwork and so that was the first game that was like that where i actually did replay it every time and play through the different modes to get sort of the full experience but yeah 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 interesting all right mark how about you what was your geek of the week well we talked about played a A lot lot of shit yeah i talked (laughs) well we talked a lot about like what i've been doing this week this week was mainly like if i wasn't playing wind waker i was reading american gods so we've talked about that i have gone back and started doing some drawing again i'm trying to get myself back in a routine of like drawing a little bit of stuff here and there so i've like picked up some uh i picked up these cool little like oh they're downstairs um these cool little like super hyper detailed action figure things like hyper articulated action figures um that i ordered i ordered them before the new year and they just got here last week <gasps> so exciting so to use, yeah, to use as like they, life models kind of thing yeah ostensibly to like so like i can pose them any way i want because what i used to do is like a lot of digital like 3d models and stuff like that to get the poses that i want because i would go and look up models and like doing poses and that's all fine if you just want people standing fairly straight or like doing mm-hmm. regular stuff but as soon as you want to get into action poses with a lot of perspective or anything like that like that gets harder to find and like i can't afford to hire a model right now like i used to to do that kind of stuff so um hire hire a model is that what they're calling it now uh yeah prostitutes that's pretty much what we're getting at it's all (laughs) it's all using hookers Um, (laughs) oh mark just conveniently dropped his microphone when you mentioned prostitutes my microphone fell just as i admitted to soliciting prostitutes I don't know what's going on here. Like I went. <laughs> I'm glad and... you're. I'm glad you're getting back to drawing. I missed seeing your uh, your updates on Facebook. Where yeah, we'll shit see to your albums and stuff. We'll yeah. see if I actually get to uh, get through to actually like coloring or posting anything. But it's uh, it has it's been a lot of doodling, kind of like just getting back in the groove of doing it because it's been a couple months it's since before I left my job. I don't think I've actually put pencil to paper, so I kind of. You'd think with the spare time that I would be doing more of it, but I just haven't been particularly creatively engaged that way. So um, I do th- I do this every once in a while where I just kind of like I drop out of it for a little while and then come back and force and do a bunch and then whatever, depending on how I'm feeling. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it's I've I've been uh, I've been putting stuff to board, so there is work on the go. If you guys have requests, you can always just send them my way, and I'll kind of. I'll figure out a way to draw it. Oh, Chrissy's got that fucking look like she's going to ask me for a bunch of shit. So. No. <laughs> you should draw me having some very intimate relations with Gareth Vicarian. <laughs> oh, Chrissy's got some ideas. Chrissy's idea, Chrissy's head just filled with fucking ideas. Okay, I'm going to be back. I'm going to be Wait. away for 20 minutes. Bye. Yeah. B- B- BRB. The only time I've ever been actually solicited and paid for sequential art, um, unfortunately, was for a, uh, how shall we put it, an, an adult what? Uh, anthology series. That's fantastic. <laughs> I bet you're great at drawing dicks like that guy in Superbad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of dicks and vaginas that needed to get drawn for that particular project. I need, I need to see yeah. this now. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't Let's have the original on the Facebook page. That won't get our page shut down at all. Yeah, we'll get shut down. Yeah, it was <laughs> disgusting. 
They did pay me though, so I did ten pages and I made fifteen hundred dollars. So I was how like, did this not nice. come up in like this thing we did last week with our What's like ra- our weird like uh, yeah. question generator? I would have loved to hear that story. <laughs> I don't usually talk about it too much because I didn't even like use my like when they published it. Um, I didn't use my real name. Uh, they're like, "What do you want to put your name?" As I gave them some random name. Was it something like um, Joseph Hardwood? Jock. Yeah, it was. Jock, I, I think Jock Strap or something like I, that. I picked a I picked a French sounding porn name and like threw it out there. I think is what it like, was. Cause... Like Jacques Strap. Yeah. Very, very, yeah. <laughs> It might have been something Richard like I don't even remember anymore. I don't even. You know what? I never even got a copy of the finished piece, like the the paper. I, I legitimately went to high school with a dude that was named Richard Dix. Poor guy. Richard D I X. So his name was that fucking poor Dick guy. Dix. <laughs> he was, and he was dating a girl named Emma Cox. No, he wasn't. So if, if they had gotten married, I'm not sure if they Dick did Cox. or not, but. Her name, her name would have been Emma Cox Dix. That's bad. That's gross. Yeah. So, Christy, are you just like filling your mind with like uh, images of like uh, you like filleting Gareth Vicarian's like barbed penis right now that Mark could potentially have a illustrate? Penis. He doesn't have a you don't know what he's he's like an avian. Like he's like no, ducks. I've ducks have like penises things. that have like a I've curve in them. Different things. <laughs> Expound. No, it's private for me. No, Nana, Nana's not going to hear this. Christy. No, it's, it's just okay. private for me, so people don't know how much time I put into this. <laughs> you I'm don't not going to talk about it. You don't. You don't. You don't want your mark to find out. What I'm picturing now is Christy sending me a very, very detailed, like Alan Moore esque script of a sex scene <laughs> between her and Garris, and I'll just Man, be it's like, "Just my fanfic." Yeah. 78 page comic book with like 16 fucking panel spreads on it just like getting in there getting It'll, in there it wouldn't even be knowing me though it wouldn't even be anything dirty it would just be like me and Garrus like on a picnic or me and Garrus like on a swing set or me and Garrus like doing nothing but hugging like oh cause I don't want you drawing him how sure. I see him sure. yeah right it wouldn't be at all Christy guzzling alien cock <laughs> no I'm not this, speaking of alien it. cock let's move on it's to our business. meat of the episode alien penis meat meat no, meat that's not on my bucket list <laughs> you know there are companies you, they're like there are companies that make those right Christy you know like bad dragon those sorts of places that I hope my parents don't listen to this episode, and then they'll know that I that I know about companies that make alien and dragon shaped penis dildos. Um, if Christy were had any color to her whatsoever, she would probably be blushing right now. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 uh, she's glaringly silent at the moment. Yeah, she's very quiet, unusually quiet for Christy too. <laughs> I feel like she's about to bite a fucking hole through her tongue. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> All right. So for this uh, this week's main topic, we I asked everybody to sort of put some thought into their uh, 
nerdy bucket list or uh, or their geek grails, so to speak. So those things that might not necessarily be realistic. They could be realistic, but uh, the things that you would really like to accomplish in your lifetime in geekdom, whether they are places that you want to visit because they have a sig- particular significance or things that you want to own or hold or people you want to meet or anything along those lines, even just something that you want to experience. So uh, let's let's see. What's I, I think probably the easiest one here is things that you would want to own. So uh, let's let's go around the room and talk a little bit about that. Let's go to Christy first, since she's been so silent. Let's open that mouth back up for, for Garrus's barbed wiener. No, I don't need to own that. I have an imagination. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, these are things you want to own? Oh, I made a top ten list. But Do it however okay. you want. Just, just okay, yeah, I'll I figure we just okay. keep it conversational since we've been having good luck with that lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, things I'd want to own. Um, you know what I think would be really cool would to be I have a signed book, um, of the King Killer, the first King Killer Chronicle, um, from Pat Rothfuss. Um, but I didn't get it from him in person, and I think it would be really incredible to get uh, the second book signed by Pat Rothfuss um, to get um, trigger warning or. Um, Ocean at the End of the Lane or Neverwhere signed Wait. by Neil Gaiman. Tra- Who did a book called Trigger Warning? Neil Is that Gaiman. A Gaiman? Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I'd like to have that. And then um, a screenplay uh, of Firefly signed by Joss Whedon. Okay. Those would be like. I, I'm, I, I'm still just marveling on the millennialness of a book called Trigger Warning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I, didn't even, I didn't even fucking pick up on that that's so good well played tim that's amazing <laughs> like i need to actually I, I have no idea if it's actually about that but now i want to know <laughs> no it probably isn't it's about an, it's an anthology of his creepier stories okay and he just okay i i understand that's <laughs> it, that's got to be relatively terrible. recent, though, right? Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> good. That's good. Show us, show us it visually on our audio podcast, Christy. You guys keep talking. Uh... <laughs> All right. Originally, so, oh, it's not that. It's not have that. Have you old. met any it's of those guys in person yet, or no? Originally published in 2015, so it's not that old. <gasps> so it's post. Struggling. Millennial shitheads actually using triggered as a term. I mean, to be fair, I do understand that. Like, I'm down with the whole trigger warnings thing. You know, there are certain topics where people get really fucked up if, you know, they're a survivor of a particular trauma or something like that. And I, yeah, I think there are probably some situations where it has been a little bit over, you know, taken to extremes, but I I am very much uh, empathetic with that in general. But it is something that is very much identified with, you know, sort of that stereotype of, like, millennial snowflakes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Why are you stroking wow. the book like that? Because it's on? super good! <laughs> so do you have... Have you met any of those guys? The, the K 
Kingkiller Chronicles dude or Neil Gaiman or Joss Whedon? No, Christy? that's why it's on my bucket list. Okay. But that's, I'd really love to actually, if in a perfect world, what I think would be really cool, and this is what's actually on my bucket list, is to, um, sorry, I'm just adjusting my mic because I'm sitting back down. Um, I would love, love, love to have lunch with um, either of, of those three men, any of those three men, and just like pick their brains about writing. Yeah. I think yeah, that I can see that. Just so cool. I mean, it'd be great to sit down with J.K. Rowling, but like from an like uh, the perspective of an adult who reads now, I think I'd be more interested in talking to one of those three men. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, for me, well, just just going off of what Chrissy was saying, like in terms of people that I would want to like meet and actually like hang out with, like I gave this a lot of thought. There's not a lot of them. Um, like I, I'm one of those people that's generally pretty happy just to enjoy the art for what it is and not have to like discuss it with people. But I think it would be, and I think Mark will probably be with me on this. Would it would be a lot of fucking fun just to hang out and uh, you know fucking have a meal or whatever with Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith would be somebody that I'd love to like hang out with. And he's actually like kind of when we started doing this show, um, my main inspiration was Kevin Smith. Like I love his podcast. So he's always been um, somebody that like I would love to be able to like work with or do something. Just even just hang out. Yeah. Like I don't know if you would have a drink with him, but you could definitely smoke a bowl with him. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I would totally do that. I'd totally get high with Kevin Smith and just talk nerdy for a couple hours. That'd be fucking (laughs) awesome. That so Kevin Smith's bad. listening and he wants to guest on Dance Robot Dance, come on out or add <laughs> us to the Smodcast Network so we can start making those big dollars. Yeah. Some nice sponsorship <laughs> deal. He would be really cool to hang out with. Well, be, um, yeah, Jason, like awesome. I feel like he'd be cooler than Jason Mewes. Not to like shit upon Jason Mewes if he did that in a movie. Um, and Zach and Mary make a porno. Um, but uh, I just think Kevin Smith seems a little more like I don't know personable to be fair like i have yeah. met kevin smith like i've had him sign some stuff like at con like at fan expo one year or something like that like they did uh, jay and silent bob get old a couple years ago at fan expo and he hung out and like signed stuff but so like i met him that way but i never like like yeah you're like just hanging out with him like one-on-one or like in a small group or something like that that would be fucking cool as shit well that's why i'm saying like yeah. i just want to go have lunch or like yeah. a tea with neil gaiman or joss whedon or pat rothis and be like not even talk about their work just be like you know, just to kind of, like, get to know them as people and see who they are beyond, like, pages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Kevin Smith's case, like, I, he's basically put, like, his whole fucking life out there between all the podcasts and, yeah. uh, you know, all the the uh, specials and appearances and stuff like that that he's done. And, I mean, I, I was at one of those. I um, Not one of the ones that was filmed. Well, it was recorded, but I don't think it was ever released. So... Um, I got to see him in Brantford because uh, I grew up in Brantford, which is the home of Wayne Gretzky, and Kevin Smith just fucking idolizes Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, and they have a uh, Walter Gretzky holds a ball hockey tournament in Brantford every year, and there were a few years at least where Kevin Smith and some of his friends just went up and played in that tournament, and it got the tournament a huge amount of press. Uh, and then uh, afterwards, he did a, a recording of uh, I think it was Tell Him Steve Dave, or it might have been Smodcast. I can't remember. It was. Which. It was actually. I'm looking at it now. So is this around 2010 ish? Yeah. 2009. Either Smodcast yeah. 127 or Smodcast 88 are both live from Brantford. Oh shit! I'll have to look one of those up because I was in 
I, I, I was under the impression that they never actually released it because I had looked for it, but I'll have to go there was a, uh, check that out. <laughs> there was a period in time when Smodcast was very much like a live show. Like, it was just them or yeah. him on the road doing stuff. It wasn't always necessarily him and Mosier in the room. In a studio. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best episodes because it's just the two of them riffing. I love that shit so much, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's. It, I'm seeing at least two listings for uh, Smodcast Live in Brantford, yeah. so... We could just yeah. go so, like the three of us or the, you know, four of us and just... Um, you know, just go to listen and be like, "Hey, we just really wanted to say we we love Smodcast and we think you're great and we wanted to come listen. We do our own podcast. Not that you have to listen. Okay, bye." <laughs> well, actually, honestly, uh, a couple podcasts that I do listen to are guys that have gone up during Smodcast live shows and like said, like I started a podcast with my friends because you told us to. Oh, so that's I cool. went. Through, yeah, so like he'll he'll just he'll throw that plug out there for you if you get up at one of his shows and be like, "Hey, I we, because of you," because he says it all the time. Like it's one of those things he says, like. Just fucking record your conversations. Like, what we do now is, like, just get yeah. on the fucking internet or do whatever and record it and then throw it out there and then just keep doing it and then people will start listening. So it's like, yeah, yeah he was when when uh, Eric first started talking about doing this show, I was like, yeah, man, like, just doing our version of Smodcast, I guess, like, just bullshitting. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, you know, I don't think any of us are here because we want a bunch of listeners. The three of us are just no. here because we enjoy each other's company. We like shooting the shit together and taking the piss out of each other. And yeah. <laughs> thanks. thanks, Christy. Oh, oh no, we just lost Christy, everybody. She's not going to be on the show anymore. That's too bad. <laughs> Christy just got kicked. I don't know what happened. <laughs> You guys be such dicks. And then from you here on, we just we just don't ever have you on the podcast anymore. And we don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We, nobody like brings it up. Yeah, you know what? Never you just like half your listeners because like I have a fan base, guys. Yeah. I have a fan base. Yeah. I don't. Oh god, I don't we have. A, I think we have the, a I think you're diva. It's your. I think it's, you're, it's Mark's mom is your fucking fan base. I love her. Yeah. Karen's the best. I think your fan but base is actually vocal. Sorry, also, can you just let Mark talk about my fan base, please? His, I think her fan base really just consists of the people waiting for her to die uh, based on the underwear fairy. <laughs> yeah, are you glad that I let Mark talk about your fan base now, Christy? Why would you say that? To keep your fucking ego in check, motherfucker. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> keep my ego in check by breathing when I'm on this podcast. You guys like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, what if I actually die one day? What if I actually die? I've Where said it before. We'll be sad, but the podcast will benefit. And then we'll hire somebody else to fill your millennial role. No one else All right, will fill I'm going I'm I'm to move us along small. here. <laughs> listen, listen, I would, I would very know, much... I am, I am telling that story at a storytelling event in Hamilton next month. Record it. What, the underwear so thing? You know. What? Yeah. Where's the event? I'll go and record it myself. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. We should record it. We'll, we'll do a bonus saying? episode. Um, yes, but <laughs> to bring us back on track, I would definitely very much like to, uh, to meet Kevin Smith and just hang out with him, have yeah. a meal with him or whatever, a couple drinks or a toke Smoke or a bowl. what, what, what Smoke have a you. Bowl. And, uh, and because, because him in particular, uh, I, you know, have a lot to thank for in terms of sort of giving me a culture to relate to. Yeah. Uh, when I was in my high school years, and there are other people that uh, that I do sort of owe that debt of gratitude to, but I wouldn't want to meet. Like, I don't think I'd ever really want to meet like Rivers Cuomo because he doesn't mm-hmm. seem like somebody that really wants to like hang out with his fans and you know have a fucking friendship kind of thing. Like, he just wants to make the music and 
maintain his distance from the uh, fans sort of thing, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's my that would be my number. Well, I have two guys that I would want to meet um, really badly. Eddie Vedder is number one. Um, mm. I would love to just hang out and have a beer with Eddie Vedder just to like. I don't know. Shoot the sh- I would just want to talk about music. I didn't want to talk about Pearl Jam necessarily, although I probably would gush about how giant a fan of his I am. But um, I'd love to just hang out and like listen to him talk about whatever, like whatever he wants to talk about, because he just seems like a very interesting guy. Um, the other guy would be Bill Murray. I would love to have a fucking beer with oh, Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah, I'd like, be I'd down for that. To have a fucking- yeah, I'm totally. Well, I don't. I don't pick. I don't peg him for a beer guy. I peg him more for like a like a cocktail, like a Manhattan guy or something like that. Yeah, he can have whatever he wants, and I'll buy. But like, I don't give a shit. I would love to just hang out with Bill Murray for an hour. That would be cool as shit. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like yeah, I agree. Um, I would I would love to hang out with um people like Neil Gaiman and Joss Whedon and Patrick Rothfuss would be like the talent icons I'd want to hang out with from like. A writing perspective, but I think it'd be really cool to um, go have a beer with like, uh, oh, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. I just had this like name in my head. I'm playing video games too much. Um, it'd be really cool to like sit down with um, Hugh Jackman. I'd love to just sit with him, and like the Who's Line guys would be amazing to sit with. Yeah, that'd be fun. People. Yeah. Or like the cast of Saturday Night Live. I'd love to chill with Kate McKinnon for an hour. I, I don't know yeah. if she's capable of chilling out. Like she doesn't seem no. like she seems so manic all the time. Did you do you guys see her? There was oh, what the fuck was the interview? Um, Kate McKinnon. She had an interview that was with like a porn star of some sort. Uh, and oh, oh, Nina Hartley, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, who? Oh, whoa, no, wait. Who's uh, that? I've never heard of her before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's all play dumb on that one. Um, so it was basically. That is. Yeah, sure you don't. It was uh, uh, yeah. So Nina Hartley was talking about like sort of how she sort of seduces women or something like that, and Kate McKinnon is sort of in the second guest chair, and she uses Kate McKinnon as like a prop and like start like pulling her hair and shit like that, and you can tell that Kate McKinnon is like just getting getting like super fucking into it. Because Kate McKinnon's gay, if nobody knows. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it is super worth watching. I would highly recommend that. Uh, but she's, she clearly like can't fucking keep still in her seat. Like she's very animated the whole time, even though she's not the one being interviewed at that point. Well, yeah, you guys don't know anyone like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we. Really um, don't. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know anybody like that that just can't stand, can't fucking stay close to their microphone. Sit still. <laughs> I am doing my best. My mic stand never came. <laughs> I'll just order another one. Yeah. So uh, we talked. We talked about people, sort of people we would like to hang out with. The only yeah. one I just thought of was uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert too. Would be awesome. Oh, that'd be really fun. Yeah, I'd really like oh, to hang yeah. out with John Oliver. Uh, yeah, or even yeah. yeah, John Oliver would be good too. But I, I always, I, I would want to go to the source. I always feel like Stewart's the source of all that that scene. Yeah, so. Yeah. I would love to. Just I saw like, somebody. Yeah. Well, here this brings up another point that is maybe sort of tangential, but that I feel is worth discussing. I had I saw some people on my Facebook. You guys saw that um, uh, John Stewart went on Colbert this week and was like, you know, sort of had a message to the media in terms yeah. of like, you know, don't give up, that you should, you know, persevere. I had some fucking blowback against that on my uh, Facebook this week, where people were saying like, 
fuck John Stewart. He left, you know, he doesn't have a voice anymore. He fucking gave up and, uh, you know, he shouldn't, we don't need somebody coming in on the fourth quarter that left at halftime telling us how to do shit and stuff like that. And I've, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I thought that that was fucking way off the mark. Cause like he's got fucking, he's got a huge like legacy of people that are voicing not necessarily his direct opinion, but very much his ideologies with like Colbert leaning really hard in the political stuff on the late show and John Oliver and Samantha B. So well, even, even yeah, Trevor Noah is like, I have been watching, Noah, the yeah. da- I've been watching He's the great. daily show. It is, it's, it, it leans a little bit heavier into the, the pop culture stuff than it used to under Stewart again. Like it feels like the old, what it reminds me of is the old Kilborn show actually, oddly enough, like it still has John Stewart's like, pe- but like it does have like, they do more political, not, not political, like celebrity stories that I was finding. Maybe it's just this past yeah. couple weeks that I've been watching and I'm like, maybe they're trying to get away from just covering Trump all the time. But like, yeah, I was like, that's kind of weird that he's gone to. back to that. Everybody needs a break from that. Well, I know uh, Oliver was on on Monday on the Daily Show on Monday, and he was like, "I had no choice. Like, he, he didn't want to come back and just be doing Trump episodes every week." But he was like, I, mm. "What the fuck else? That's all anybody's talking about." So, like, I'm trying to find a way to like, div- like, use that as a frame and then divert it out somewhere else. But it's, it's so still, true. he's having a yeah. hard time. I guess they're all having a hard time doing anything but talking about that. And I don't know. Yeah. At this point, like I, like I don't, I don't agree with those, like with the, what those people are saying in terms of Stuart, but like I do in some ways feel like eventually it's just an echo chamber. Like, I don't know if anybody's actually listening to what any of these guys are really saying. Like they're inside their sphere. And then like, if that influence goes anywhere at that point, that's a totally like not. Yeah. It's a more academic conversation for a different podcast, probably (laughs) like, Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, whether whether it's actually like you know whether they're actually reaching anybody that yeah it needs to have their mind probably changed. not probably not on the right. They might be reaching some of the sort of moderates or whatever, but even that is hard to tell. Yeah, but even then, like if somebody somebody like because of their pedigree, people know where they're coming from, right? Like they know these yeah. guys are like the disciples of John Stewart, who is like for better or for worse, notoriously a progressive like kind of Liberal. spokesman, right? Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I could talk, we could talk about it all night, but it's not exactly what we're here to talk about. So even but, we're having yeah. trouble getting away from Trump. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's true. It's fucking shitty, shitty times. Yeah. Let's not talk about that or I'll just get really depressed and drink myself to death. Um, much, much like Colbert seems to have been doing. That's the funny thing with me is like, I, I'm still a few months behind, but like, so in my world, Colbert is still like a month or less away from the election. And he's like, I've been drinking myself blind every night to forget this shit. I would, I still would love to have seen what his character, like how he would have been able to play his character at this point. Oh my yeah. God. Like, like the alternate universe where him and him and Stewart's, uh, contracts, negotiations didn't fall apart like right before they like when they left and they kept going i'd been like well i i think i think with stewart like regardless of the contract negotiations he was just kind of like burnt out and was done yeah i think i think colbert could have continued yeah i mean he did it for fucking 16 years like i think he's earned his fucking rest at this point colbert probably could have kept doing the colbert report for a while longer but he got did you you see did you see uh colbert um 
like when they were talking about it this week, he turned to Stuart and was like, "Do you miss it?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. here we go." Like, uh oh, somebody's gonna be yeah. from his farm. Somebody's gonna yeah. somebody's gonna reach out. He's gonna be on TV again within the year. I guarantee it. Like, I don't know if it's well, gonna he's... be those HBO things he was talking about, yeah. or if he's gonna like. He's going to be behind a desk somewhere, but I bet you he gets a weekly show at the very least. Like I bet you he gets yeah. the something that leads in on HBO or something like that. It, like, it's I, been I, rumored I, for a while, and like he he clearly wants to. I mean, he's still a producer on the Late Show, uh, but I don't. He's know, a producer you know, on both the. Late, I think involved. he's on the Late Show and the Daily Show. Like he's still an. Exi- yeah. like, I don't know if he's he's not in the building, but I think his name's still in the credits of both shows. So. Yeah. Um, well, the the fact is that like. When you're someone as passionate as he is, I feel like you don't so much need to stop doing what you're doing, but you do need mental breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And four nights a week does not allow for mental breaks. Well, like, I I know we've talked about it a couple times, but like, you, like, when you read the book, like the Daily Show book that they put out, it's, it's pretty clear, like, he really took that whole operation on his shoulders and, like, Whenever there was any criticism of that show, regardless of where it came from, it always he would he would always t- say like it lands like it lands squarely on me, like squarely I'm, on him, yeah, like yeah, like I'm the guy, like especially at that point, he was technically the head writer, like producer and the talent on the screen saying all the stuff, right? So yeah. if anything was going to come back, it was always him on the line. That's why he was so dedicated to like doing it right, but yeah. But that's why, in my opinion, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back. But I think what he's, like, to people to say, like, he left and blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen. Yeah, fuck those guys. He did it for 16 years. He got us through the Bush administration. Yeah. Let's be honest like, here. Yeah. He is allowed yeah, exactly. to take a break. Yeah. Everybody needs, like, everybody retires. It doesn't mean that just because you retire, you become invalid. Uh, although, to be yeah. fair... There, there is part of me that longs for those halcyon days of the Bush administration. Like, at least those guys were just straight <laughs> evil and not, like, chaotic evil, like what we have now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's just it. America. Those... Uh, I know. Don't remind me. Um, yeah, so, so enough of that depressing tangent that I admittedly started, started us on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's uh let's go to maybe back to our geek bucket list maybe locations or places that you would like to visit for any particular reason do you any you guys have any of those yes such as oh man okay uh the places that i definitely want to go um i need to go to um the lord of the rings hobbiton tour in new zealand oh fuck yeah that was my number one too Yep, and the uh, castle and studios where uh, the Harry Potter films were filmed. Okay, that's where Don't I they, need to go. they have a they have like a museum there now, right? Yep. Uh, and the other yeah. thing that I'd really like to go to is the Bioware Studios in Montreal. Do they actually allow people in there, and like, do they no. do tours and stuff? But I will do a <laughs> voice just acting show gig there one day. <laughs> that's on my there. bucket list as well to do like uh, to voice at least one video game character. Nice. One time, somewhere, yeah. somehow, someday. <laughs> yeah, for me, definitely, definitely New Zealand and the Hobbiton set. So, for those of our listeners that don't know, uh, originally when they recorded uh, or when they filmed Lord of the Rings, they had a Hobbiton set and everything, but they tore it down. But then when they went back into the Hobbit, they actually built everything to last. So now there's an actual, like, sort of functional, uh, sort of mini hobbiton theme park 
Um, yeah. I don't think you can stay there, but they do have a Green Dragon Inn where you can actually go in and like have a meal and have a drink that's like built to scale and everything. Um, so yes, that is absolutely somewhere where Alicia and I would very much like to go. But not only Hobbiton, but New Zealand in general, there are entire tours where you can go on where they'll take you to various, uh, I, you know, sort of iconic places from the movies. Um, they're taking the, the Hobbit's dies and gone. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like all kinds of those just beautiful mountain ranges and pastures and places that, you know, maybe were on screen for like 30 seconds, but really helped to sort of build that world and give you a feeling that Middle Earth had its own sort of mystical place, but it's actually all just fucking New Zealand, yep. <laughs> actual New Zealand sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there, uh, yeah, a co- uh, at DragonCon this past year, uh, a couple of our people that we know through the Atlanta Tolkien fans community did a... They've been to New, uh, to New Zealand two or three times at this point and basically showed like a slideshow saying like, this is how you can tour Middle Earth in New Zealand. And they showed like all the pictures from their visits there and were like side by side, like this is, you know, it in the movie, this is us visiting that same place sort of thing. And it's so fucking awesome. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So Yeah, no, I would I'm also with you. Like just to experience New Zealand in general mm-hmm. would be outstanding. But I, I definitely want to go into a hobbit hole. Yeah. I, I am going to be camping in a hobbit hole in October. There is what? a farm <laughs> there's a farm outside in a outside of Nashville that has built this like sort of mini campground that you can rent for 150 bucks a night or something like that and it sleeps like eight people and there are three little hobbit holes that they've built under the ground these little huts kind of thing uh what's it called i'll look it up look up what's it called what it's called um but yeah so the atlanta Tolkien fans community has uh basically planned this camping trip to go there in the fall and we've already put down our deposit for it it is called forest gully farms in santa fe tennessee so they've got these three basically hobbit holes that sit by side by side each other that uh, you can go and hang out in and just fucking like live in for a few days that's so, so cool two of them are like bedrooms and then the middle one is like a sort of little kitchen uh but yeah so i'm pretty excited for that i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and just a nice sort of escape for a couple weekends. Nashville is about like three and a half, four hour drive from Atlanta. So it should be a good like weekend getaway. Oh, that's so awesome. And then get me some fucking hot chicken while I'm up there too. You can get hot chicken down the street. You just you shouldn't eat cold chicken. No. Oh, you guys. Ha- so, all right. This is going to be the foodie nerd in me. Um, Nashville hot chicken is like fried chicken that is dipped in a... Uh, like oil and spice mixture that is like really delicious and smoky and spicy. So look up like Nashville hot chicken. It's its sort of own little thing and really fucking delicious. And uh, if you ever get a chance, there's a couple places in Atlanta that do it now, but it's very much a Nashville thing. Um, yeah. Anyways. Sounds Whew. awesome. I drank a lot. Are you a little drunk? A little, little bit, maybe. A little, little bit. That's very exciting. I drank, yeah, for the bucket list episode, I apparently drank a bucket of cocktail. Nah. <laughs> Mark, we haven't heard much from you. Is there anywhere that you would very much like to visit? 
I'm not uh, not big on the traveling, but like I I have a couple things that I'd like to kind of do. Like number one, I'd love to be at a hometown Pearl Jam show. Like I'd love to go to Seattle and see like a end of mm. tour or beginning of tour show. Because um, they usually would probably do a two or three night stand. Um, alternately, they also do. They've historically played the Gorge in Washington State, which um, is like a natural amphitheater kind of venue that oh, they've cool. played a couple times and so of like you hear like fish or dave matthews band play there too but i have the bootlegs of those shows and like apparently you have to drive like three hours kind of into the middle of nowhere to get to this place but it's like one of the most spectacular venues ever so like i definitely like to do like a home state kind of pearl jam tour thing um at some point do you like pearl jam i didn't i didn't know uh yeah no i don't know if yeah, our fa- i don't know if our, our <laughs> listeners are aware of my rabid pearl jam fandom but yes, yeah that's it is to- totally new to me you learn learn something new every day on this podcast folks yeah i know like seriously Apparently. i thought mark was really into like things like i don't know krista berg yeah no. or or uh or Death not. cutie or the po- or yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. or the Actually, postal service re- yeah the postal really, service i thought he was really into the rascal flats I don't even I don't even think that's what they're called. Yeah, it is the Rascal I think, Flats. I think it's just Rascal Flats. I think you just did like the grandma thing. It's like I'm gonna go on the internets. No, they're Oh, you're right, right. You admit <laughs> though that you're right you know more than I do about a country about a country uh I, band. I live I live in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, some of these things seep into your pop culture knowledge over time. Over over eight years of living in Georgia. What hurts the most was being so close. Okay, I don't actually know any of the songs though, so you definitely you quote quote unquote win on that one, Christy. That sounds more like Creed. Isn't, yeah, isn't that like with arms wide open? No, every, with every everything um, has changed. <laughs> uh, honestly, every uh, impression I do musically turns into share. <laughs> do you believe in life after love? It's a terrible share impression. <laughs> do you believe Thank you. in life after love? After I, love. I, f- I feel like it. A terrible share impression is an actually a compliment. How dare you? <laughs> share is a is a ma- is a, is amazing. Because I would be somewhat frightened and offended if I did a good share impression. Nah, I'd be into it. You do a throaty a throaty vixen. My throaty vixen. Yeah. I'd Let's really like. To what, I'd really like to visit about? New Zealand. <laughs> so for me the other place that i uh well there's a couple others so uh spinning off the tolkien stuff we were talking about um both alicia and i would really uh like to visit the eagle and child in uh, oxford which is the pub where the anklings would me- have their sort of meetings uh so the anklings being um uh, jara tolkien and c.s lewis and a couple other less Charles Williams and Hugo Dyson, which are not as popular or well-known. Yeah, so that would definitely be somewhere I would like to visit. And unfortunately, I had somebody, a friend that actually did her postdoc at Oxford, and I never got a chance to go over and visit her because monies. Uh, Well, 
while I was while she was over there. But uh, yeah, so that is definitely a place I'd like to visit. It's also, I do believe it's also where J.R.R. Tolkien uh, did a lot, or not J.R.R. Fuck, not <sighs> Harry Potter girl. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling also did some of her writing <sighs> as well. I could I could be wrong on that, but. Anyways. I'm just going <laughs> to shake my head at you. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> the other big one for me, and this uh, leans more into my Disney nerdism, is uh, I would very much like to visit all of the international Disney theme parks at some point. That'd so, be cool. Yeah, Disneyland in Paris, uh, Disneyland in Tokyo, and Hong Kong and Shanghai, I would very much like have a chance to visit at some point. I've been to Disney World, obviously. I've talked on the podcast about how I worked there for a year, and I've also been to Disneyland in California, but I've never been to any of the non-U.S. Disney parks. Uh, so. I've never been to. Uh, I've never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. Let's go. Let's let's set a date right now, Christy. Um, you and me. I would make jokes, but I would. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll okay. do it. Um, but, uh, I don't think you, you have a husband. He owns a business. He's got to be rolling in the money. Yeah. Yeah. Use games. Really, really making you roll. <laughs> it's, so. a, it's a loot, ludicrous business. Lucrative. Yeah, loot, you mean a loot, a loot crate? Business. No, no, I, no. I live in Atlanta. Ludicrous. Okay. That, uh, I don't, <laughs> know, that. I don't know what's happening right <laughs> now. <laughs> so ludicrous actually. <laughs> Ludacris actually uh, owns a couple restaurants in Atlanta, and one of them was right where near where we used to live. Except the fucking thing couldn't stay open for more than a year. Every year it would like change names and be a different concept, but it was still fucking like Ludacris still owned it, but it was a different fucking concept every year. Anyways, that's funny. <laughs> All right, let's move back to. Uh, I have one more. All right, like, place, place I want to visit. Uh, okay. SDCC. I'd love to do San Diego Comic-Con one year. Oh, that'd be cool. I've thought about that a lot, but it just seems like more fucking trouble than it's worth at this point to it, me. It does, but I would just love to say that I've done it. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. go once, just, call it Even if you go and you, like, don't go to any pan, you know, you don't fucking sleep out for any panels or anything. You yeah. just sort of experience it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, just doing a day, maybe, and, like, just wandering yeah. around and seeing what's going on and that kind of stuff. Maybe wandering that floor, because I'm imagining, like that floor would be fucking bonkers, like, in terms of vendors and yeah. stuff like that, so... I and, mean, obviously, and, cos- and cosplay and shit like that, too. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I think it would be yeah. really interesting to do that, like, at least once. So. True. Yeah, that's yeah. actually one on my list, too, is to actually just go to any Comic-Con. I've never been to any... I've, I've been to um, a couple of, like, the Hamilton conventions, and I went to Anime North once to help Mark. But... Do you want, I, you I want to come to Dragon to, like, Con this year? What, what's, what's that about? DragonCon is the largest uh, science fiction and comic and fantasy convention in the southeast, and it's held in Atlanta, and it's yes. like two miles from our house, and we have a spare room if yourself. Oh my god, that'd be so Mark fun! Like to visit. That'd be so well. Well, I'd be invited. Yeah, yeah, you're invited. I'm inviting you right now. Nobody has claimed our room yet, so <laughs> or we could, or we could I... just. Or we could go to the one that's convenient to us and go to Fan Expo in August, Christy. Like, I have done almost every year for the past ten years, except for the past two. I've never gone to that either, but I feel like it'd be nice to visit Tim as well. Yeah, Atlanta. <laughs> Do you really want to go to Trump land right no, now? No, 
<laughs> I guess Fan Expo last year, I think, was actually ended up being the same weekend as Dragon Con because there were some guests that were split between both. Yeah, I think we were which, talking about that when you guys, because uh, you and Eric we did our con episode weekend. Yeah, we did our con episode. Yeah. You guys were talking and about, and there were like, some some people that were there for like half of Dragon Con and half of Fan Expo or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there must have been like a fucking uh, private jet service going back and forth between Atlanta and Toronto yeah. that weekend or something like some kind yeah, of. Yeah, that would have been so bus. cool to be on that plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've never actually like sat in a panel with people that I I knew or like respected. Just YouTube stars that I just had no interest in, so I didn't go. Mm. Where? Like, what eh. conference was this at? That there were. Um, there's one YouTube in Hamilton stars. that's just starting. Um, mm-hmm. called Con Bravo. Mark, like Johnny uh, Bravo. Mark, yeah, I think so. But um, no, Mark <laughs> plays a, a really big hand in it because he sets up the game room. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he, like, brings in all of his arcades, and they're all on free play, and he has, like, a huge D, uh, DDR. Um, he has a huge D? What was that? <laughs> he has a huge D. If, if you count all the hair, it's pretty huge. It's no Garrus Vicarian, but... <laughs> it's not barbed yes, like Garrus. I have told you about how many penises I think Garrus has. Yeah, was it, like, five or something like that? Yes, yeah. I must have missed Just that conversation. I was, uh, yeah, no, you, you commented on it. It was on an episode. I it remember was. that. That's okay. why I was surprised, like, Tim was so invested. I was like, don't you listen to me when I talk, Tim? <laughs> I, uh, I remember because that, 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 that part of the episode got really heated, so I had to, like, go through it a couple times to kind of even it out so that we could get, that was listenable at that point. Because Christy gets are you sure? really <laughs> excited when she talks about Garrus's appendages. So. Are you sure it wasn't the? Uh, are you sure it wasn't the the uh, super drunken Lord of the Rings marathon episode? Because I haven't actually. That's the one episode that I haven't actually listened to yet. I listened to like the I think the proof, but I haven't listened to the actual released version. I'm surprised you haven't listened to it yet. I don't know when we. It's, when embar- that, when it's it, embarrassing. <laughs> I don't know when it came up, but it definitely it, it is on an episode of the podcast where we talk okay. about Garrus's dick. Or dicks, yeah, I, I guess. Really, I get really excited. And Christy gets like really fucking excited <laughs> into it. Woo! It's really funny. You might even say that it's a trigger warning. Oh. God damn it. From my vagina. <laughs> Your vagina was triggered by Garrus's eight In a penises? Sexy way. <laughs> no. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move back to what I tried to start out with, and then Christy quickly derailed us into people she wanted to meet. But is that uh, in things that you would like to own? Uh, Mark, do you have any of those things that you don't have that you would really like to have? I've been uh, the last couple of years. I've been like very much like try not to be a collector kind of thing anymore. I have my vinyl, and that's kind of about it that I really buy. I have mm-hmm. one household decoration that I want really badly though i want a proton pack to hang on a wall that's all oh, nice. i want i just want like a, one of those nice like really well-built models to mm-hmm. maybe wear for, as a halloween costume maybe but really just to like have it up in my like well you guys have been in my basement like that kind of area in my man cave thing and then like have the yeah. proton pack up on the wall that that's it really at this point other than that it's just like masterpiece level transformers that i kind of want but yeah, that's the only thing that I would like to have. 
I wonder if Garrus's five penises would fit in Mark's man cave thing. Man, it's possible. <laughs> Gross. Christy's thinking about it. Christy's she's, jealous. She's visualizing right now. We can see it. She's doing more visual bits. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fun to think about. <laughs> for me, the uh, the biggest one for me would be, um, as I've kind of talked on the podcast before, I do have sort of a target for my comic collection, which is which I'm probably 80% of the way towards, which is uh, every DC sort of main continuity book between Crisis on Infinite Earths in 1985 and today. Uh, and there's a couple of sort of made big series I'm missing, but for the most part, I'm pretty much there. So that is really, for me, the biggest sort of thing on my to own bucket list, I would say is, uh, and obviously actually having the time to read all of that as well would be really nice, which I'm really trying to do right now, but it's a fucking ever non-ending battle. <laughs> well, it would be ending if you just, if you read your, 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 your target, like post crisis pre, um, what is it? Flashpoint kind of pre 52. Stuff. Yeah, you could probably get yeah, through true. that, but then you'd be pretty backlogged on the modern stuff. So on the new stuff, yeah, yeah. There and there's that. a lot of new, a lot of really good new stuff going on. So for anybody that's not reading new DC stuff right now, the Batman stuff that's happening right now is really good. The Green Lantern stuff is really good. Green Arrow is pretty good. And I'm trade waiting. Superman is Superman right is fucking amazing because it's Dan Jurgens writing it again. Oh, is he back? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's writing action comics right now, and uh, it's Peter Tomasi, uh, basically the uh, Court of Owls. Ear- well, not necessarily the Court of Owls, but uh, Peter Tomasi uh, is writing um, Superman right now, uh, and yeah. he's doing a really good job on that too. So, yeah, definitely recommend the Superman stuff right now. It's back to like the pre '90s level of goods, or early '90s level of good. Nice. Yeah. Sounds cool. I'll have to. Um, yeah. I'll wait for a trade to hit, and then I'll I'll go in there and kind of take a look and see what's yeah. going on. Um. So, what about stuff like maybe not necessarily things you would want to own, but uh, things you might like to just experience or be in the presence of at some point? I would love to sit in on an episode uh, or a week long. Um, production of a south park episode okay oh yeah yeah that would be cool actually see the actual production of it and how they go from yeah yeah like just be a ghost in the back of the writing room and just like watch them come up with the ideas sit in and like watch the animators and how they work and then watch uh the actual um recording and watch trey parker and matt stone do the voices um just to like see how their minds work i think would be really interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a similar. I think. Different. I think similarly. Like, I'd love to be able to go to one of those. Um, like Marvel does their annual retreats where they get all the writers together and do like the the plots for the mm-hmm. year and that kind of stuff. I think I would love to be able to like be a fly on the wall for something like that, just to kind of like see what the process is, if there is a process anymore, when they get their their <laughs> senior writing staff in the room and like start kind of laying out where each like of the big book lines is going for the following year so yeah i think that'd be kind of cool yeah that would 
I would I would more be on the DC side of that thing. I'm not yeah, even yeah, sure obviously. if they do anything like that anymore. But uh, yeah, that would be really cool is to be a fly on the wall in that sort of situation because I know that there are those sort of symposia or whatever where they sit down and they'll plan out like the next year of you know the main books or like just the Bat Family books or that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I think that would be just in terms of like yeah, just being able to like be there during the creative process for the early stuff would be completely really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard really cool things about that. Um, again, going back to those like early '90s Superman books, where they had all four or five of the series that were leading into each other, which is really unprecedented. Nobody does that anymore. It basically ended up being like a, a weekly story with mm-hmm. sort of every book had their own storylines, but there were things that were going from one book into the next. Mm-hmm. And uh, those editorial meetings, I think, would have been really fucking cool to sit in on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, for me, yeah, for me in terms of things I would just like to experience and be in the presence of, but don't necessarily want the responsibility of owning, I really want to just be within like touching distance of action comics. Number one, at some point, (laughs) like, I, I, I don't want the responsibility of fucking owning that book ever, unless I'm just massively fucking wealthy. But even then I'm not sure if I would. But just being able to see it and maybe touch it or something like that, you know, with gloves or whatever, seeing the comic that sort of ushered in the entire age of superhero comics would be amazing for me. I mean, Detective Comics number 27 would be a pretty fucking nice uh, consolation, but Action Comics number one would really be the one that I would uh, be trying very hard not to sploosh all over and ruin its CGC rating. That would be the uh, the your uh, your alternate would be my number one. Like if I had to like pick like yeah. any comic to have, it would be the first print. Yeah, first prince of Batman would be more pressing to me than Superman. Although the Superman one, mm. just in terms of financial dollars, I wouldn't mind just happening onto one of those in the street <laughs> somewhere, kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice to just have whatever it goes for on the market now. Like what is it, a million plus, <laughs> a million and a half, or something like that? For a high graded copy, yes. I mean, uh, poor graded copy, you're still looking at a few few hundred thou. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could use a few hundred thousand right now. Wouldn't be too bad. Would not too shabby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How about anything that you're? Uh, this maybe goes back to our shame piles a little bit. Is there anything in particular that you are uh, really wanting to get through in terms of like a game or a comic series or uh, movies or TV shows or something like that? Yep. Um. Personally. And I am ashamed to admit this. I think I've said it before, but I'm not sure. You never finished a Mario game. I've never finished, besides Skyward Sword, I've never finished a Zelda. What? You're off what? the podcast. Okay, now you're definitely off the podcast. And it's not for lack of trying. You should finish Twilight Princess just for the story. See, mm. that's the thing. On my bucket list is to finish every Zelda game. That's me too. Because yeah, but I am I am ashamed because I I got into I got into the Zeldas pretty late in the game. Um, I had always played I'd always had like a childhood attachment to Ocarina, but I'd never been able to beat the Water Temple. Um, really? Oh, that fucking Water Temple! Oh my right? god, it's the worst yeah. one. And That's the one where years, you have to keep like changing the the, the level, level of the water, right? And the boots, yeah. and yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. So for years, that actually turned me off of all Zelda games for a really long time, 
because there were some pretty rough puzzles in that temple i'll be fair rough puzzles so it's only when i picked up skyward sword that i went I'm an idiot. These games are amazing. And I'd started playing Majora's Mask with a friend, but then we were about three quarters of the way through the, the game and we stopped, uh, we just stopped hanging out um, for reasons I won't go into on the podcast. But, Majora's, um, Mask, Majora's Mask is one game that like, I think a lot of people have started and never finished. Um, yeah, it's fucking hard and time-consuming. I fucking beat it on N64 without cheating. Like I, I can proudly That's say that I beat that game without cheating um, back in the day. It was a long, frustrating, uh, game faxy kind of fucking process in spots, though, because it's definitely like... You have to get like the process down over that three day period very like specifically and stuff like that. It's a it can be a very frustrating sit. I don't think I would ever want to play it again. Um, but I like being able to say that the yeah, I did beat Majora's Mask um, without a walkthrough. Yeah, without a walk. Well, no, well, sorry, I shouldn't say without like without using a walkthrough for every step. Anyway, like I yeah. think I had to go in and every once in a while and kind of be like, where is this fucking heart piece? I don't know, like that kind of but stuff. That's the but thing. Like the the thing about the Zelda games is that with with a lot of love and dedication, you know, you go through you slug through the ones that you don't enjoy as much, but everyone has every single one has a great story. So like you still want to finish it, but there are like everybody has like three or four gems that are just their absolute favorites. I and even uh... though, like Hmm? The only the only Zelda game the only sorry I shouldn't say the only Zelda game because like I don't usually play hot handheld stuff um, very frequently so there's a bunch of handheld ones that I have not even looked at um, but like the main console ones the only one I've never beat is uh, Skyward Sword that one's pretty good it's fun I know I just couldn't get past the controls man you I couldn't like yeah I, I the, had the fiddly motion control shit. Yeah, I couldn't hack it. Like it drove me crazy. And like, th- like I'm a diehard Zelda. Like I, the fact that I'm not playing Breath of the Wild right now and that it's probably still fucking downloading on my Wii because the connection is dog <laughs> shit is driving me nuts. Because I'd love to just dive into that right now. But um, I will probably have started playing it by next week. Although it's looking like it's a a nice like eighty hour game. Like it's going to be a fucking dive. Mm-hmm. So, but that's like it I'm, looks I'm pretty into expensive. that now. Yeah. I'm into that now, but when I started really like getting into Zelda, it took me a while because I'd I'd only been like playing um I'd been playing like more heavy story based games, whereas like Zelda, yeah, it's it's puzzles. It, it requires some actual thought, and yeah. it's not a straightforward storyline. And for a long time, I really was against those game, not against those games, but like had trouble getting into them because I. Like you I, don't get I didn't as like the time. The yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the time that it took me to sit down and like have to actively think. Because for a long time, I used video games just to escape into like you know a mindless world where everyone else thought about things for me. All I had to do was press some buttons to pretty much be interacting with a movie. No, I love that problem solving aspect of a Zelda, like a Zelda or a yeah, Metroid. I like like I love that problem solving aspect of those games. Um, yeah, I think. I think what awakened it for me, and I'm sorry, Mark, I cut you off, was I actually played a game called The Legend of Atlantis, or no, Tales of Atlantis, um, and it was uh, it was just an incredible game by um, Cryon, Creon, um, yeah, Cryon, yeah, and absolutely friggin' phenomenal game, but it's all like time based, like smart puzzles and when i started playing that and realizing i really enjoyed it i was like oh, i might like zelda and i went back and like started playing 
um, Ocarina and then got fucking stuck at the water temple for a fourth time. I've never <laughs> passed it. But um, one day I will, damn it, and I will beat just, those. Just games. look up a walkthrough. Yeah, it's just go on the walkthrough. I will it's now. Fun. I was like, I was really against it for a long time with walkthroughs because I wanted to beat it because it had been yeah. so many times. I'm not against yeah. walkthroughs. I'm just against, like, you know, the fact that I had tried so many times to do it. The Water it. Temple in Ocarina, sorry to cut you off, but, no, like, it's, it's definitely, like, it's, it's legendarily beat, difficult. It is legendarily difficult. I beat it based solely on man hours. Like, I probably, my playthrough of Ocarina of Time, my original playthrough from, like, when did that come out? 98? Something like that? Yeah. I probably burned a, I probably, yeah. yeah, I almost probably burned a fucking hole in my uh, Nintendo 64. Um, but I think what was probably, like, a 60-hour playthrough of that game the first time is, like, there's no walkthroughs and stuff. Like, the internet didn't really exist yet, so you just, you have to poke there's through every game guides. Well, there, there, yeah. You wanted to pay extra for them, yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't that guy, so I was like, just slog through it. But the or you uh, could have called the nine hundred number. Yeah, there's that too. But I think I pretty much <laughs> the water temple was something that I like brute forced. Like I probably took notes while I was going through it, and like mm-hmm. just by sheer force of will, just like kept slogging at it, and it probably half my playthrough was stuck in that temple. Yep. Yeah, and then the I've it's fucking rough. I, I, I played through it once since, and that's not even an active memory. But I know I've played through it once since, and I just used a walkthrough the next time. I was like, "Oh, game facts yeah. exist now." So, like, hallelujah! I'm just gonna go do that. Um, yeah, it's so honestly like once yeah. you get past it and it's into and you're into it again, it's worth it. But like, it's really, 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 really hard to want to keep you know punishing yourself with that fucking temple. Yeah, this yeah. is like. Back in the day when I didn't have the, oh, I wasn't going to go buy a game every, like, whenever I wanted to. So I would just be like, I'd stick with that one game till I beat it. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. My, my playthrough, my first playthrough of Ocarina of Time. So it was, I, I wasn't really into Zelda until I started dating Alicia. Uh, and that was, like, 2004-ish. And mm-hmm. I started going down and I would, like, uh, hang out with her and her family in South Georgia. And there was fuck all to do where she grew up. Uh, and so I would, she was like, you should play this fucking game. It's my favorite game of all time. And it was Ocarina of Time. And so I would play it like for a couple days at a time. And it probably took me fucking four or five years to actually play through it all the way. Because wow. I was only playing it when I was going down to visit her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at that point, like, I was like, okay, now I feel like I need to play more of these. You know, I really enjoyed this one. It was really well done. And so, but, uh, and then Ocarina of Time is the only Zelda game that I've played more than once. Because I also played it on uh, 3DS yes, when they released yeah. the 3D version. I think, uh, as um, well. I didn't get really into, like, the Zelda series until the Super Nintendo. So, like, Link to the Past was my first one that I played through, like, as it came out. I went back mm-hmm. later and played through the first two. The second one, holy fuck, that game is hard. Like Nintendo it hard. It's so Ad- hard. Adventure, is that Adventures of Link? Adventures of Link, yeah. Zelda 2 is a rough game yeah. to sit through. Um, and like, especially going back now and playing through it, like it plays, I'll say archaically, it doesn't play great anymore. So it is kind of tr- rough to get mm-hmm. through. Um But I have beat both the, I beat all the, the both the NES games. I beat, the SNES one, I beat the first Game Boy one, like Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. for sure. And then, like, every console one I've beat since then until Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword is the first one that... And it wasn't because the game frustrated me so much as the mechanics of, like, playing it. Well, 
drove it's me nuts. Play through. It's really fun. I yeah. still have the disc downstairs. I could throw it in my Wii U whenever I want. I just like every time I look at it, I'm like, no. And now, like like I said, Breath of the Wild is sitting there waiting for me, and it's getting ten out of ten fucking reviews on every website on yeah. the internet. So I'm yeah. like. Do I want to play through the one that I know I struggled through, or do I want to go play through the one that everybody's saying may be the greatest game of the decade? So I'm like, mm. yeah, I mean, I, 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 I strongly believe that uh, Skyward Sword was one of the best Zelda games. So even yeah, the, the mechanics were a little bit finicky, but if you uh, if you can get past that, it is a really really good game. Uh, maybe maybe and when I'm done, maybe I'll use it as my my come down from Breath of the Wild. I'll, I'll play through it. Yeah, then. it's really yeah. fine too because like. Once you get used to the mechanics, they do become, like, they're a frustration all the time, but, like, not to the point that you, like, are at right now. You just kind of go, okay, I gotta do this to get to the next part. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's they're, it's a really great game. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, That's so right now, idea. that that is my, like, gaming project right now, and I think I've talked about this on the yeah. podcast before, is to get through all of the Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I'm on Skyward Sword, and after that I'll probably end up playing Breath of the Wild, assuming that we will probably end up getting a Switch and want to play it on that. Um, I'll have to take a look and see, you know, those... Apparently they are Apparently they are starting to, like, um, ship out Wii's... Yeah, like, Mark saw two today in his store. Switch, Switch is coming through. Like, they are going to be... Yeah. More trickling out through. quickly more more quickly than like what has happened before with nintendo consoles like, remember when the wii launched and it was like yeah it was impossible to get them for like yeah, three or four months three or four months i don't apparently that's not going to be happening like they're going to be trickling out as time goes on yeah. so good yeah i was saying my mark saw two come into a store today did he get them like from his no no people just brought them in to brag oh okay uh, did he not what we he doesn't get new stock at his place though right like he doesn't. No, no okay. He doesn't buy directly from the companies. It's not, yeah, it's not worth it because people don't come to him for new stuff, and there's mm. like a premium you have to pay to buy. Yeah. Well, you got to buy volume to get the discount to make it worthwhile to exactly. sell them, kind of thing. Not, so they make no money yeah. on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just wondering. Oh, no, yeah. there, there's there's no money made on new new media of any sort, games or videos or, or you know Blu-rays or CDs or anything like that. In my opinion, what he should have done was have um, a contest to be like spend uh, or fifty bucks in the store and get your name put in twice for a a new Wii Switch or a new Switch. Don't say Wii Nintendo Switch. Switch. Why did I say Wii Switch? Um, A new Nintendo Switch, (laughs) and like that way, like you know, that Sherry talking. Hell yeah, yeah, it is the Sherry. I'm a little, I'm a little like tipsy. (laughs) That's why I keep touching my eyes. I'm very conscious of my eyelashes right now. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of weird they've, got, yeah, they've so. got mascara all over them you don't know what that's like <laughs> no. maybe, you do. maybe you do so but yeah after after i finish wind waker in terms of the timeline the next ones would be uh phantom hourglass and spirit tracks for me which are both handhelds which i'm hoping i can burn through more quickly because they're handhelds they won't have as much gameplay and also i can play them while i'm traveling and stuff like that yeah. uh, and then it just after that, it'll be a matter of whether I go back to one of which of the other two timelines I go to, whether it's the one that has the original games on it, which are going to be not as long, but fucking like stupid Nintendo hard. Well, to be or, fair, Zelda, like the Legend of Zelda, the original one is not a long sit through. It, it is. It's a little I mean, it's lengthy for an NES game and stuff like that. It's not mm-hmm. but it's not a super complicated game in terms of like 
getting through it and stuff like that. Story uh, and side quests and all that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's not as much of that in that game. Mm-hmm. Zelda 2 will mechanically make you want to kill yourself probably at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's. I tried that one too and like I, I watched my Mark play through it because I was like, I haven't even beat a Mario game. You expect me to beat this shit? Yeah. <laughs> but Chrissy, I, um, I would definitely like, go play Link to the Past. Go play the Super okay. Nintendo one. That's... And, I don't know if I'd and then play Link Between Worlds because I've because that is also based on the Link to the Past world, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't. I haven't played that one yet, so I can't really comment on that. But like, I think Link to the Past, like, I think it's where the Zelda series kind of became the Zelda series in terms of like how the story plays out and like the gameplay tropes and stuff like that. And it is, it's still simple. It's still a Super Nintendo game, right? Like, but it hasn't aged as horrifyingly badly as the NES games have. But I think the the best entry point, like when I recommend, like go play an old Zelda. I okay. I can't say Ocarina because I feel like the N sixty four graphics are just like fucking abysmal these days. Um, you could recommend Ocarina three DS. Yeah, but I don't even feel yeah. like they upgraded it that much. But like, I I actually started to play it on the DD. It's, on it's the good. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. Is it okay? Yeah. I always say Link to the Past is the one to go to. I love that game. I probably play through that game annually. Like I'll put mm. it on an emulator and rip through it in a, in a day or two. So, and that's why they they put uh, Link Between Worlds in that sort of same world was because Link to the Past is so beloved amongst Zelda fans. They were like, let's put another game in this sort of timeline and this yeah. that has this same feel to it. So Link uh, Link to the Past for the handheld games has had a lot of really good. Yeah. Uh, feedback as well. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, Minish Cap had a lot of influence from uh, Link to the Past too. Like in terms of just like the feel, look and feel of it. Maybe not so much the actual story or whatever. But Minish Cap is the only handheld Zelda game that I finished, and I re- I did really enjoy it. It was a lot yeah. of fun. So, so there you go. Yeah. But uh, that was everything I had. Uh, Christy, you had like a fucking top ten. Is there anything that you haven't mentioned oh. yet that? Uh... Let's well, go. Let me, Let's go. Let me just, okay, 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 okay. I got my list. Um, Since you actually prepared this yeah, week. I did, I did. Um, so I, I said most of them. Um, like I said, my, my absolute ultimate um, goal would be to be the voice of a video game character. Um, mm-hmm. But something, a couple of things that I really want to do um, would be um, get an honorary house sorting and, like, uh, wizard status. Like a, a little... Um, Letter from Hogwarts and all that stuff. What, what about uh, a uh, the wand ceremony, which you can oh, actually man. do at Universal in Orlando? I have a wand that I got from Ollivander, because uh, I got picked to do that. Mm-hmm. Screw those 12-year-olds! Um, <laughs> but, uh, um, Wait, so, I like so you've actually, been to the Wizarding World in Orlando? Uh, just the one half, like six, five years ago. Five, six okay, years so ago. you haven't been to Diagon Alley yet? No, I need to go. Um... Mark's like, I want to go to Europe. And I'm like, uh, yeah. You know what's almost like Europe? Yeah. Diagon Alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could apparate. Not really, but we could. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other stuff I want to do, because I know we're getting close to our two-hour mark, um, is I'd love to – it's like a dumb thing to have on my bucket list, but I want to fix my tattoo that was done um, improperly because I'm supposed to have two and a half eight-bit hearts <laughs> on my thigh. And the guy just drew oh, one nice. whole heart. And, um, yeah, he told me halfway through doing my heart that I, he couldn't do what I'd asked him to. And I already paid him, and I had half a heart on my thigh, so I was like, fuck it, just finish the heart. I'll just pretend I'm Janice Joplin for, you know, a month. 
But, um, no, I've had it now for, like, three years. So I need to go get it fixed. Um, and I want to, like, but I want to do something cool with it, like, put underneath. It's dangerous to go alone. But that seems, you know, silly. Oh, yeah. So, um, no. I want to, like, I thought that would be cute. I actually but, saw a yeah. guy who had, uh, <coughs> he had the, on his chest, had the 20 hearts. And it was down to the last quarter. Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. I was like, are you filling them up? Yeah. He's like, no, no, i just always down to the last quarter. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's smart. Um, but yeah, it's uh, only like two and a half. Yeah. Have you guys seen the um, uh, Think Geek for a while had uh, t-shirts that had uh, digital readouts of the, like yeah. I think it was like five hearts on them. So yeah. Alicia and I both have those. And like when you get close to each other, they fill like it starts at like one and a half. When you get close to each other, they fill up to the five hearts. That's stupid cute. It is stupid cute. That is really stupid cute. I guess <laughs> I was just gonna say I was gonna say stupid, but okay. Um, but uh, no, that's really cute. But the other thing that I really want to do, um, I think, would be, and this includes um, Mark on podcast, Mark, Mark Prime. I want to write our cartoon. And, and um, I really want to write um, a, a book and a pl- an original play again, but like have them um, be about what it's like. One of them I'd really like to be about what it's like to be a geek girl. Hmm. And like, and be called a fake gamer and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Because like I grew up being told I wasn't a gamer. Um, because you so have like, a vagine. Yeah, exactly. So which is loose like wizard sleeve. Ew. I hope not. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll have to get other Mark back on the podcast for that. Sorry, I thought someone was doing? in my house. It's the underwear fair. It's okay. It's just Chrissy checking di- out your Chrissy dies on the podcast. It'll be the best rated episode ever. <laughs> Hello? I have two men in here with me. <laughs> You're deep dicking me so hard. Gross. Um, but yeah, that would be the last things on my um, on my proverbial geek bucket list right now. Fair enough, Mark. Anything you haven't uh, mentioned yet? Um, I would love to be able to like not like be my my only published work be um, pornographic. <laughs> Yeah. Which, which you need to share by the way um, i expect that to be in the fucking slack i'll uh i'll see if i can find the pages i don't know where they're, oh, they're, right they might right be... as if you don't as if you don't jerk it to them once a week well no Gross. but he doesn't jerk? even do it because of what's on there he does it because it's his own art yeah no. <laughs> it was a little weird um it's like yeah mark mark you did this oh yeah so there is definitely like I do have a, a kind of it might be a pipe dream at this point, but I'd love to have like at least even if it was just a pinup published by DC, like a Batman pinup, that would be amazing. Like in like a cover mm-hmm. or like the inside of a trade or something like that it would be pretty cool. Also, I'd love to actually finish a comic that was again not that and uh, have it up on my shelf and just say like I did finish one and get it published and printed and whatever, and it's sitting on my shelf. That would be nice. So. That's about it. You'll get there. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I think you will. Me too. <laughs> if I don't end up homeless in the interim, then yeah, we should be okay. 
Oh, you still have like five <laughs> months until you're even remotely. Two, like... actually. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You got lots of lots of offers out there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll find something. Anyway, let's finish the episode. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you everybody for joining us once again. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Facebook and you are not somebody that lives in middle Asia somewhere, uh, you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can uh, email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at uh, underscore or uh, sorry, at DRD underscore podcast. And you can find our podcast on all of the major pod aggregators, such as Shout Engine or Stitcher or iTunes. And I think that is pretty much everything. Have I missed anything, bitches? No. I don't think so. All right. Well, with that, thank you once again for joining us and uh, hearing about all the nerdy things that we dream of doing in our lives. With that, this has been Christy. Bye! And Mark Prime. Good night, guys. And Tim saying good night and good luck. Peace out, everybody. Bye!